Hello. This is nobody in particular. With another brat tail. So this would be brat tails number two. Hi, I'm nobody in particular. And for a few years, when I was a youngster, a teenager, I lived in Alaska. And I was a transplant, so to speak, because my pop was military. And we were uh, stateside for 13 years, and my dad or 12 years, and then my dad got uh, orders. So I grew up sort of in the, in the boondocks and in the Rust Belt in middle America. And then we drove to Alaska in 1961. So it was 2023, 62 years ago. The uh, the drive to Alaska. There's stories to go on that because you know I have some memories there, some interesting stuff. But in Alaska, I lived on an Air Force base. I don't think I need to name it. It's in the Anchorage area, and we lived in base housing. Uh, the street name is different now than it was 60 years ago, but the housing has been updated and these townhouses look pretty cozy. And anyway, back in the 60s, this housing had been there for a while, and while it was pretty cozy, um, my bedroom ended up being in the basement. Oh, yeah, and a shout-out to uh, uh, Cerveceria Modelo for their Modelo Negro. Keeping my, uh, my voice lubricated today. The, uh, the point of being in base housing, uh, for the obvious, is it's base housing. You have a place to live, but... I'm a teenager. I'm 14 years old. I'm relegated to the basement. My father works extended shifts 16 hours at a time. My mother sleeps two floors above. And I found out that I can take the window out of the, the transom at the, or to the outside... I could take the window out and crawl out. I was small enough that I could escape through the basement window. So I regularly was breaking out of the house. This is Alaska. It stays daylight in the summertime, or not daylight, but bright enough to function. And I'd go out at night, I'd go to a movie. Um, I'd sneak out of the house pretty much whenever I wanted. 
that sort of changed because there was this kid in Alaska who lived in the next quad over, and they called quads because there were five buildings in each quad. Built like a big horseshoe, two buildings on the site side and one across the end. Well, this fellow lived the next quad over, and I don't know how our parents met each other, but somehow my parents were convinced that I needed to meet this guy and they told me he was a troubled kid and to see if I could be a good influence on him he was a year older and he had a Vespa a little scooter that two people could ride on the uh, probably the, what sold me was the fact he had a Vespa and I was didn't really care about how he behaved Except one night, um, one night he came and knocking on my window to the basement and said I needed to go help him because he had a job and he did, he left it undone and he wanted to go back and finish it. So it's the middle of the night or I'm not sure what time, but it's pretty dark and it's I'd say getting on toward fall because it's it is dark not real but light and we jump on his Vespa and we go out the well I'm going to call it the 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 south entrance uh, off of the base and the base has changed a lot in the past 60 years, but in those days, and, and so is security. Uh, at the gates, it didn't matter who was driving the vehicle that was coming in. If the vehicle had the proper identification on it, uh, it was waved in. So you could be 13 years old driving your dad's car um, off base, drive on base, and the guard wouldn't stop you. And that is not how it works anymore. But in those days, it was handy. And in this case, it was handy because this guy says, Hey, I got a uh, I had a job today. I was working an hour early and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't get my job done, but I want to go back, finish it up so I won't get fired tomorrow. So I get up. We ride to a, uh, a little airport. The Anchorage has a couple airports. And this one was a field at the time. And, and I, at 60 years ago, I don't know that it was uh, more than a grass field. Anyway, where he took us, he drove us right out to this uh, area near the flight line. And 
I'm sure people were flying in and out. I wasn't paying attention. I don't, uh, not to that, because first he takes me to this ditch, which in retrospect looks like somebody was digging a footer, a trench. And he said, I didn't get this part done, so help me finish this. So he goes to work and I go to work and we work for a while. And I'm serious, it was, we were shoveling dirt and finishing the work. Uh, and he says, hey, let me show you something. Come over here. And he takes me over to a, an, an airplane. Now, okay, this is, this is an airfield, but it's a private plane airfield for the most part. And we're talking about uh, Piper Cubs and little Cessnas and things like that out here. So the guy walks up to a uh, a plane and he opens the, the door and he gets in and he says, hey, get in, I'll show you something. So I get in and he says, watch this. He reaches down and starts that sucker right up. So we're sitting there, tethered, and he started the motor on a private plane. Now, we're not going anywhere, but he was just showing what he'd learned from observing people while he was around doing work. I don't know that he knew he was doing that, but you know, he was showing me stuff. But anyhow, it really scared the crap out of me. And I said, we need to get out of here. And then the, the last indignity that he suffered upon us was he drove across the grass runway in the Vespa to get off the property. Oh, man. That one was, I was scared at that point, if my memory serves me correctly. And when we got back to the house, uh, I climbed in again and never saw that dude again. Not once. Don't think I ever waved at him or saw him in body. And it could be that he wasn't around, but... Uh, I paid it no nether mind because I was done with him. And I think I'm probably uh, a lot better off having had that dumb experience because it uh, put me off somehow and just accepting that everybody's going to be cool and the things that they want, you should do too. I'm not perfect on that, but it did have an effect on me, and plus it just scared the wee out of me. And I never told this story to my parents or my sisters. Really, I'm not sure that I ever told this story before. So, there was this guy in Alaska. And there was an airplane and a Vespa. 
and a ride home. And fortunately for us, that ride home, that nobody stopped us because he had the right tags on his motorcycle scooter. All right, this is nobody in particular. I just told you a goofy story from my childhood. And just in an addendum, if that guy's out there, I hope you're well and mentally adjusted and that you've had a great life. And I hope you never drove across another uh, airport runway again, even if it's grass. This is nobody in particular.